This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. Spoiler alert. What Did You Watch This Week is a candid discussion about recent movies and TV shows, and it may contain spoilers if you haven't watched them yet. Listen at your own risk. Episode number 379 of What Did You Watch This Week? My name is Mike. My name is John. So we didn't record last week because I, I didn't watch anything. Yeah, I didn't have a lot on my list either. And I have watched a little bit since then. Uh, just, just a little bit? But not a great deal. Not a okay. great deal, that's for sure. Okay. And only I only have um, three movies to talk about. Wow, I actually have four movies to talk about. Holy shit. I bet you we didn't watch anything the same. Probably not, no. Yeah. But I guarantee at least one of the ones that I've watched, you have watched as well. So Probably. No, guaranteed. 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 I'm guaranteed. So uh, I watched, we, we finished up two shows. We, we watched the, uh, well, I, yeah, we finished up two shows. We finished up Fargo. Oh, so all the episodes are out. It's all done. Yep, yep. We finished nice. up Fargo. It was, uh, it was, it was interesting. Um, okay. I want to say so Molly Sorgensen, George. I think that's the name of her character from the first season. That has been my favorite character of over all five seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, season two was really, really good. Uh, but I think season five may have actually topped it this season. Maybe my favorite season of the show. Wow. Um, you know, it's the same scenario. It takes place in the Midwest, like Wisconsin area or, you know, or Minnesota or Dakota's there. Mm-hmm. And um, strong female lead. Uh, yeah, strong female leading character. Um, uh, really, some really weird oddball characters. And then, you know, murder and crime and mayhem and whatnot. Um, it was kind of weird because the last episode, there was three times when you thought it was over. Like they finished up, they faded to black. And you're like, oh, OK, that's how it ends. That was pretty fast. OK. Oh, no, no. They're going to show us a little bit more. Mm. And then that fades to black after a couple of minutes. You're like, oh, OK, it ends there. So, oh, no, no. Here, here's some more. And it almost felt like here's three alternate endings that it could have been or something like that. Like the way it just seems like it could have ended all three times. And then after the third time and it faded to black, I think I paused it to see how much time it was left. There was like 30 minutes left in the episode. Holy crap. And so I hit play and then it cuts to this long ending and I don't want to give it away, but it was just like, I remember when I paused it, Kate said like, Oh, this, this better be good. And these last 30 minutes better not ruin the whole season (laughs) because the way it just, they seem to have wrapped everything up. And it's like when it, you know, it comes back, for that first ending, oh, like it had, we have the ending, and then it comes back one year later, and we get the three alternate, three extended endings there, okay. or the three additional endings a year later type of thing. And the first two are pretty quick, and then that last one is like 28, 29 minutes long. 
And when it finished up, I was like, oh, okay, I like that. I like that a lot. And I think what I like about the show is that each season has been good. Um, and when it finishes up, it's like, you know, okay, I may not get a season for a couple more years, but the story's been told it's done. And I, I really, I like that a lot. Yeah, that's the way that it should be. There, there should be, you know, it's should be like an open closed book, especially with an anthology yeah. series. Because, yeah, if they canceled it tomorrow and you never got any more, you have closure on every one of the seasons that you watched. Yes, all five seasons, they all finished up. Exactly. Yeah. And what I like is like, if I want to go back and watch season one or season two or whatever, any of the seasons, you don't have to watch the others. You know, like mm -hmm. you don't like like right now, if I want to go back and watch the X-Files from the beginning, I have like 200 plus episodes to go through. Mm -hmm. And then like you get to season like eight and you're like, well, the season really wasn't that great. But, you know, I'm a completion. You know what I mean? Or is this like I don't have to watch season three ever again if I don't want it. or I don't have to watch season four. I can just watch seasons one, then five, then two. Like you watch them out of order. Yeah. And they're they're complete stories. So. Right. Like if I wanted to go pick up this most recent Fargo, I could, and I don't have to see any of the other ones to know what's going exactly. on. Exactly. Like my wife has only seen the movie and this season. She has not. She's never seen the other seasons before, and she's definitely not missing out on anything. <laughs> not to say they're bad, but like I didn't have to explain backstory or like, oh well, you know, this happened in season one. Uh, the other show that we finished up. Where I finished up was Reacher. We finished that one as well. Yeah. Um, I didn't care for this season as a whole. No. I didn't like it as much as season one. Um, this season, he was really, to me, just like, uh, I'm just going to kill everybody and everything. Mm -hmm. Whereas, and, and gleefully so. Whereas in the first, because he's on a big revenge kick. Whereas in the first season, it's like, He's only going to commit violence to stop someone from committing violence or to stop someone from committing violence on him. He's not going to throw the first punch. Right. Uh, and in this season, he fired the first shot every time. Every single time. Like, yeah. like zero pause, zero care about like people just died left, right and center. There was oh. fucking straight up murders going on. Oh, yeah. Unlawful murders, too. I mean, like. Like some people deserved it, but like other people didn't. Uh, like and say like, the the chief of police that he just shot in cold blood after pinning him to yeah. a wall with a desk. You know, yeah, the guy went for his gun. I think the guy was going for his gun to shoot himself. Maybe, but we'll never know because he's dead. Yeah. Or like the the big bad guy that literally didn't kill anybody, and he didn't actually force it. Well, did he kill people? Well, that guy, know. the broker, that was. He oh, did, yes, he did. Oh, yeah. Yes, he did. He killed tons yeah, he, of he killed some people. But what I mean is, like, the way they killed him was <laughs> very much over the top. Yeah, a firing squad uh, yeah, where they basically. all unloaded on him. The guy who they had never met until this point. Right, right. And then, like, the, the, the guy that killed their buddy, they just threw him out of the helicopter. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he got an unceremonious dumping because it's poetic to do it the same yeah. way he did it to their buddies. Right. But yeah, so it wasn't, it was just okay. 
I know they're doing a third season, and the third season, as they said, is going to be a standalone story as far a Jack or no, a solo story. So it's not going to be him teamed up with his buddies again or his 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 squad. It's going to be back to like what the first season was. Well, Neely will be there because Neely was there in the first season for part of it. So I can predict that she'll be there. Right. I I bet you she'll pop up a little bit in this season as well. But it's not going to be like his whole team. Like he had a whole team in this one. Yeah. I also, we had talked about this last time we talked about Reacher, and the last two episodes didn't disappoint in this respect either. I felt that everything that happened in this was way too convenient, way too easy. Um, For instance, you know, I had talked about how they had that high-speed chase through the city, and um, uh, nobody nobody was on the streets. Um, How about the... uh, the quote-unquote betrayal at the end where the the three private security guards who were like ex-Green Beret and ex-Navy SEAL uh, for the senator d- decide to betray them at the end in the little shed. And they're like, well, we knew you were going to do that. So we called Homeland and they happen to be rolling up right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, we thought you guys were going to kill us long before this. Can't believe it took you so long. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, okay. Um, by the way, there is one thing like there was a lot of killing in this. There was a lot of murder. There was a lot of death. There was one period of maybe three or four minutes that was really hard for me to watch. And I, I imagine it was hard for you to watch as well. Uh, being that you're a dude was the guy in the hospital bed where they uh, interrogated him by adding air oh. to his uh, catheter. Catheter. Yep. And they were essentially exploding his penis from the inside out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but they didn't do it because when you rupture someone's internal organs or explode someone's internal organs, uh, uh, people ask questions. So we're just going to go ahead and just fill your veins full of air so you have a embolism. You, know, you die horribly that way from an embolism. That entire scene. The whole inflating it and then putting the embolism in the tube. I get it. They were mad. You know, this guy was a bad guy. This guy tried to kidnap the girl. This guy shot the cop. Actually, he ran off to grab the girl. Um, But that was just cruel. Like, that was sadistic. This wasn't, um, like justice anymore this wasn't like you know hey i'm doing this for the little guys like we saw in season one this was straight up murder like it was straight up murder and they got away with countless murders yeah yeah they certainly did oh and how about like let's use one of these highly classified black market missiles that we just rescued. Uh, let's use that to let these two schlubs run away into a helicopter and then shoot down the helicopter. Make sure it's over the river. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. you, you're going to shoot down a helicopter over the river. I'm sure that'll do great things for the ecosystem. Um, and, and just to murder these two guys, why not just put a bullet in each one of them? Why did they have to fire at the helicopter? Well, because it's, it's, they stole the, the stuff. And he was going to program the chip, so they're going to die from, you know, what they're, they're wrongdoings. They're going to cut the hand off the thief. Yeah. I, they could have cut the hand off the thief by shooting him in the head. Like, they literally had both of them on the ground, on their oh, knees, yeah, with no, guns I, to their head. It, yeah, it was... I didn't like it. But... yeah, It wasn't the best. 
Definitely wasn't my favorite season. No. Of the and considering there have only been two seasons. Yeah. Um, let's see. We finished up Blue Eye Samurai this week. Uh, that was season one. Season two is scheduled to come out. Uh, I will say this. Eight episodes. Uh, season, uh, episodes one through seven. Some of the coolest, best Keep going. You sure? Well, suddenly there was there's a noise, and I'm like, is that an airplane? But then you stopped talking, and the noise went away. So suddenly you have a reverberation in your voice on the recording, just so you're aware. Really? Yeah. It li- it literally just started when you started talking about Blue Eye Samurai. Hmm. So is it still yeah. going on now? No. I did hear an airplane going overhead, and I do live near the airport. Okay, so. I legit, well, I, and I know you do, but then all of a sudden you stopped talking and went away, so maybe I legit was just hearing an airplane. Okay, anyways, that's right. weird. I've never, I've never noticed it before, like a background noise that's that. Interesting. Um, yeah, like even when, like. It must have been low flying because I did Or something. Yeah. I've got yeah, I mean, it was, my cans on. And, okay, yeah, it was, it was loud. Like, yeah. I literally, like. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's suddenly a reverberation, but kind of sounds like an airplane. Oh, you stopped talking and it went away. Okay, well, <laughs> sorry. Uh, um, <laughs> so, episodes one through seven, amazing. Some of the best anime I've seen in a while. Great story, brutal, disturbing. Um, but then episode eight kind of fell flat. Um, there were a lot of things that happened in episode eight that were really bothersome. Like, I'll just say this, a candle getting knocked over and catching a curtain on fire. We've seen that happen a million times before. Yeah, we have. For that to then spiral to the point where an entire kingdom burns down, like the castle, all the merchant stalls, all the houses, everything burns to the ground from that one candle in the top of a tower in the castle. That was a bit much. That's that's pretty significant uh, on the on the on the yeah yeah a, a lot of it felt like over the top and ridiculous so but I'm still excited to watch season two uh, I'm still excited to see this the story continue um, the basic story of this is the blue eyed samurai is trying to find the four white men in Japan because this is back in the days when the uh, shogun blocked off Japan wouldn't allow anybody who was not of Japanese descent in or out. Uh, but yeah. there were there were four white men who were there because the shogun got greedy. And um, so this person is trying to find and kill them. And when we start the series, one of them is already dead. And then it just goes on from there to finding the other three. So, yeah, um, I do recommend this one. It's really good. The storytelling is great. Uh, the characters are great. Really had a lot to like about it. Just the eighth episode really felt bad. Is that the final episode? Was there only eight? There was only eight for the first season, but they are getting a second okay. season. So that's kind of too bad, though, that you just loved it all the way through and then just kind of went. Yeah. Took a big dump at the end. Yeah, I hate it when that happens. Yeah. Let's see. Kate and I started watching a show called Fool Me, Fool Me Once on Netflix. Mm, I've heard some okay things about that. Uh, we haven't, we didn't. So we have a Roku TV and the Roku TV did this weird thing where it pumped 
all of the Roku TV channels onto my antenna channel lineup, hmm. which I had done that previously. And I went into the settings and I told it to hide the internet streaming channels. Mm-hmm. Um, and that box was still checked and I couldn't figure out what was wrong. Uh, so I went through and I like was checking them individually, like hide, 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 hide. Mm-hmm. And I found a few channels that like, seemed interesting and one of them is the little house on the prairie channel which literally just plays little house on the prairie 24 hours a day it starts with season one it goes through season nine and all the movies and it starts with season one again it just runs through 24 hours a day seven Mm -hmm. days a week Uh, that is basically on my tv constantly now okay yeah yeah we watched uh episode tonight we've watched so many episodes of, of little house uh anyhow so because of that i think we got distracted because when we when we put it on it was the later seasons um which i hadn't seen really too much of but we started watching fool me once we've watched the first two episodes um i i I don't dislike it it doesn't blow me away the lead character michelle keegan she plays this woman named maya stern and um her husband joe has been killed and she was given a nanny camp and a present as a present to watch your daughter. Um, however, the camera sees Joe who is dead visiting their daughter and their nanny's there who denies things. And then there's also like her, her sister was murdered and there's a connection and on and on and on. And she is a very aggressive woman. And I don't mean that like uh, she's standing up for herself. Like she wants to pick a fight with literally everybody she talks to. Mm. So she is always like aggressively talks to people. Oh, and sometimes it's merited, but a lot of times it's really not. Um, so I'm not a huge fan of hers, but I am curious what's going on with the story. But we've only watched the first two episodes. I do want to watch more, but we got kind of sidetracked with Little House on the Prairie. So yeah, we uh, I, it, we have a lot of those channels give, like that, like the Bob Ross channel that literally just goes through yes, every Bob Ross yes. episode, including the ones with his son or the lady who was doing it for a while yep. there. Um, there's, there's one that's the Saved by Kitchen. the Bell channel. Yep, there's Saved a Saved by, by the Bell, Bell channel, uh, uh, America's Test Kitchen, This Old House. There's all kinds of those. There's a uh, like um, there's like a, a crime channel that does like every day is a different person. Like maybe it's Columbo one day and Matlock the next mm-hmm. day, or there's an Alfred Hitchcock presents 24 hour day channel. Nightmare kitchens or kitchen nightmares. With yep. Gordon yeah. Hell's, yep. Yep. Hell's kitchen. So there's a lot, there's a lot of those for some reason, but yeah. Yep. You, uh, the only other shows I have to talk about is, um, echo. I've watched one episode of that. I have also watched one episode of that. And we watched the first episode of Death and Other Details. Ah, we watched the first two episodes because they dropped two. Yes. Yeah, we only watched the one and Kate wants to keep watching it, but it was last night. She's like, ah, I'm good now. Gotcha. So um, so Death and Other Details. Uh, Mandy Patinkin. Awesome. Um, Always. Very much. Very much like a, almost like a Clouseau type character, uh, bro mm-hmm. there. Um, what do you think of the, I know you've seen the two episodes, but what do you think of the, uh, the, the mystery there? They're on the big cruise ship and someone's been murdered and everyone's a suspect. So it threw me in the beginning because 
I thought that this was, it looked as though it was a full cruise ship, like just a carnival cruise line. And then they were talking about the VIP guests, which are the suspects in this. But then it seems more like it's just a very large yacht, and these are the only people that are on there. But it seems too it's, big to have just them. It's more like Murder on the Orient Express mm. to me, like as well, like where you have a fine. So you have a finite cast. You have like this billionaire who's retiring and his family and his daughter's best friend. And you have. Um, some investors, you have these partners and their whole clan of people. So, I mean, there's a lot of people on the boat. Plus, you have the whole crew, and the crew was made up mostly of this woman's family. Mm-hmm. That she's like the she's like the the manager and everyone that works for it was a lot of her family that works for various levels of the of the crews and everything. Um, so it is, it is, it's not a super yacht because it's like, we've watched enough below deck. So I can tell you, this is much bigger than like a super yacht. This is like a cruise ship size ship Mm -hmm. that they have rented out the entire thing for this retirement party type of thing. Um, well, it's not a retirement party. They're like, well, well, no, dad's dad's retiring. Yes. And and allegedly, he's going to name his daughter the new CEO. But as of the first episode, he's not done that. But also, they're there to broker a deal with yes. the other family that's there. Yes, they need. Yep. Yeah. So it's there's a lot going on. Um, I like it a lot so far. I like it a lot, too, because the murder mystery part in the first episode is, is really good where the guy dies. And then now we have to figure out who did it. And there's a backstory of this girl that when she was younger, her dad, her her mother was killed in an accident. Well, murdered, it looks like. Obviously, it was a fucking car bomb. That doesn't happen by accident. Anyways, <laughs> uh, and like he never solved the case, but it's like he didn't give up, but he won't say what happened. And so she hates him and he's a hack, but now they have to work together because she's like one of the suspects and they only have 24 hours before they get to shore and blah, 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 blah. And I don't know. It's, it's so like the trailer looked great. The first episode was great. I look forward to watching more episodes. Um, yeah, I don't dare say anything else because I have seen the second episode and I can't remember yeah. what happened. But I know how the second one ends up, but I can't remember yeah. where the definitive line was between the first and second. So. Sure, sure. <laughs> that makes complete sense. Yeah, I get that. Uh, uh, and you, you saw one episode of Echo. How many have you watched? One. Okay. Uh, as a whole, would you think of Echo? Loved it. Me too. Me too. Um, I love that we got like her little origin story and her beginning, and then fast forward through. Um, not Winter Soldier, uh, Hawkeye. Hawkeye, and then boom! Now we're here. I love how they did that. It's like, yes. okay, this is before Hawkeye. This is her origin story. This is her fighting Daredevil. God, I love that. Oh, that was so good. I love that so much. God, and it was, was so his great. classic red suit that he had in yes. the series after yes, the black. Exactly. Yep, I loved it. And then, oh, here's you know Hawkeye. And then, boom, here's post-Hawkeye, and she's on the run. And, of course, we find out at the end that, oh, the Kingpin's not dead, even though he got shot in the face. Mm. That's no surprise, though. I was telling Julia, when I was a little kid, 
and used to watch the cartoons and read the comics and stuff, I was never impressed by Kingpin because I would always say, like, he's just a crime boss. Like, okay, who cares? And I don't know if it's because I was just too young to fully understand or now they're actually adding so much more to him in general. But I really have a lot of love and respect for Kingpin now as a character. Like, for one thing, Vincent D'Onofrio is doing a great job as him. I mean, Liev Schreiber was good I, as the voice of him in, uh, across the, uh, Into the Spider-Verse. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't like Ving Reigns as Kingpin in the Daredevil movie? I did not, but I didn't like a oh, lot about yeah. the Daredevil movie. So. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. Um, no, Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin is pretty amazing, and I think he's brought more of the character to light than than uh, a neighbor whose car alarm was going off. It's distracting oh. me. I think he's brought more to the more to light to the character than we've ever really seen. Cause yeah, in the comic books, he was just an enormous man mm-hmm. who was a crime boss who was strong. Mm-hmm. Um, going back and we rewatched Hawkeye at the end when Kate Bishop is fighting him, like, and she, she fires like two or three arrows into his chest and he just looks down and like brushes them. Like he swats them with his hand and yeah. Like the head stays stuck in him. He just breaks yep. off the shafts and then goes right back at it, picks her up, throws her around like a rag doll. Like that was, that's the thing about him is that he's not just really, he doesn't just command respect. He doesn't just right. command power. He is strong as fuck and yep. rugged as fuck. And yeah, th- this guy is a true threat. Um, and I like that they're portraying him that way. I like that he really is yes. just a human, kind of like Daredevil, just a human who yes. really kicks a lot of ass. But yeah, I, I'm really digging the first episode. I like it a lot. I had some trouble trying to watch it when it came out. It kept my Disney app kept uh, crashing. Yeah, you had said so something I, about that. So I kind of gave up for like a week, and then finally watched it, and I was like, yeah. But I don't. I really don't want to rush. I want to. We don't have a lot else to watch, so I kind of want to make it last a little bit. I know we have some shows coming back in February, but yes. still. Yep. Um, uh, what was I going to say? No, I'm trying to do the same thing. You know, I don't need to sit there and binge all four episodes, although it's tempting because uh, it's it's a very good story so far. I'm wondering how long they're going to drag it on before she meets up with her cousin. Um, that was yeah. that was a tragic kind of origin, you know, when she was yeah. young, mother died and she's like blaming herself. She's like, it's my fault that mom's hurt. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> that That's rough, you know? Yeah, it really is. But I can see where a kid would think that, you know, she was like, yeah. can we go to the store and get some hot chocolate? Okay, I'll take yeah. you. Well, if, if if mom hadn't brought me to the store, then this wouldn't have happened and stuff like that. <sighs> um, the other shows that I can talk about, um, we're still watching Percy Jackson, still absolutely loving it. Uh, it's a really good show. I mean, it is a kid's show, but it is a lot of fun to watch, especially if you're into Greek mythology. Um, so far, the last two episodes that we've had here, we had uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda is Hermes, 
you know, god of transportation, communication, uh, messenger of the That's gods. Cool. Uh, Timothy Amundsen was uh, Hephaestus, which is really cool. I love him. I hadn't seen him since uh, This Is Us. And, uh, yeah, it was nice to see him back on screen, even for a limited time. And then Ares, god of war, Adam Copeland. Oh, I think I knew that. I think I knew Edge was going to be Ares, yeah. And he looks ragged. I don't know if they did that on purpose, but, you know, they had him in the biker jacket and like his face looked so weathered. His whole demeanor seemed like rough and tumble. And I don't know. It looked like he hadn't aged. Well. I don't know how he looks now. OK. He really Didn't know hasn't. if they were doing that just for the show or. <laughs> but he makes a good Aries, uh, basically being God of War, punk, uh Hothead, etc. Um, let's see. We're still rewatching The Witcher. Well, rewatching for me, first time for Julia. Um, we've done the first two episodes of season two. The first one, I even had to look it up again because I'd forgotten that they have that massive shift where the actress who plays Siri almost looks like they recast her, but it's just that she grew up. You know, she hit puberty yes. or whatever, but she looked like a completely different person. Yes, I remember um, watching that as well, thinking like, wait a second. Yeah, and like I immediately went and looked it up, and they were like, yeah, she just grew up in between seasons. I was like, okay. Um, still, it's a good show. Uh, I remember when I watched it the first time through, honestly, I was watching it more in the background. I wasn't paying as close attention. Um, it's got a lot more going to it when you're <laughs> actively watching it, so I'm enjoying that. Well, good. Um and then I will say I have watched the first three episodes, all kind of background, but uh, the first three episodes of the Ted series on Peacock, you know, the one based on the movies. I saw a couple of um, clips mm-hmm. and they made me laugh. Mm-hmm. So I've thought about watching an episode to see how it is. What did you think? So here's my rundown. First off, they're hour long episodes each. I thought they no, were be half cool. hour, but they're hour. Um, secondly, if you have ever watched a, uh, sitcom in the eighties or the nineties, then you will know pretty much every story beat that's going to happen. You know, the, you've got the teenage kid and his bad influence bear, uh, the mom yeah. who is super sweet and a little overly religious and the dad who is one screaming match away from a heart attack. You've got the uh, they introduce a new character, which is his cousin who's living there because her life isn't so good at home. So she's living there with them and she's a little older. She's in college. Um, but. They have the same kind of story beats, you know, oh, our first porno or, you know, cheating on a yeah. test or the school bully or stuff like that. Um, overall, if you want it as like a background show, like say you're working on something, and you're like, I just want a few laughs. You will get some laughs out of it. Um, you will see some very familiar themes. And every single episode, I found myself going, oh, my God, is this still going? Like, it seemed like the episodes, I know they were an hour long, but they seemed longer than that. Um, oh, that's kind of bad, though, then. Kind of bad, yeah. It's yeah, not a it's kind bad, of negative. It's not a bad show, but at the same time, I'm not going to recommend it. I'm not going to be like, oh, hard sell. If you want some laughs, if you like that kind of Seth MacFarlane traditional humor, then, yeah, check it out. But I wouldn't do anything beyond putting it in the background. Um, I would not sit down and be like, all right, I'm ready to watch Ted. If you've seen the movies, you've seen this. And and it is like it is a hard R, you know, there's no yeah. nudity, but there's a lot of swearing and a lot of um, 
stuff that probably shouldn't be said on TV at times. So, yeah. Uh, any more shows? No, I think that's it for shows for me. All right. Um, so I watched three movies, uh, one new one and two kind of reruns. Uh, one new to me. So the first thing I'll say is we watched uh, Storm of the Century. Oh, wow. That's a dig. The 1999 Stephen King television miniseries event. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking that. of The Perfect Storm. Perfect Storm, yeah. So we watched that. Kate hadn't seen it, and I had it on VHS. I picked it up real cheap on double VHS, and I thought, oh, I want to watch this. So we put it in, and um, yeah, I enjoyed it. It's real good. Uh, I kind of kept the Stephen King kick alive, and I watched Cujo, which I'd never seen Cujo before, but I had read the book. Mm. It's about the uh, St. Bernard that gets rabies and traps the mom and son in their car, and the car won't start, and and it's hot, and you know the, if the dog doesn't kill them, the heat will type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the ending of the movie is different from the ending of the book. Ending in the in the movie is a bit more pleasant and, and <laughs> you know happy mm-hmm. than the book ending. Yeah. Um pretty pretty solid flick though for coming out forty one or two years ago. Yeah, I remember watching that as a kid and being, you know, traumatized about the dog. You know? Oh yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah, no, definitely. No doubt but, about that. But that's definitely a short story rather than a full length. Like I, I was surprised they were able to make that into a full movie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember the book beat by beat. I do remember the ending, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I get exactly what you mean about how did they, I mean, it's a pretty straightforward concept, you know, like you, I, you summed yeah. up the entire plot right there. Mom and son yeah. get trapped in car by St. Bernard that has rabies. Will they, won't they get away? Like that, that almost seems like um, trying to make a horror movie out of a Friday the 13th where it's just like one counselor and they're constantly hiding from Jason. Yeah. Like in one building. <laughs> yeah, no, that's valid. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I liked it. I thought it was good. I probably, I, I probably end up on a Stephen King kick here watching a bunch of his movies. Who knows? We'll see what happens from there. So the third one was not a Stephen King movie? No, the third one uh, was the Hulu original movie or Hulu movie with uh, Jake, I think Jake Johnson. Uh, Self Reliance. Yeah. I watched that as well. Perfect. What did you think of that as a whole? <sighs> I wanted it to be more. I kept waiting for there to be more of a twist or more of a. Yeah, me too. Me too. Like it was. It was decent. Yeah, it was but, not bad. Yeah, but not when I'd run back to watch again. And yeah, I kept expecting because the premise of the movie is that he eventually is that this the main character agrees uh, to play a game where for 30 days he has to prevent from being alone because people are following him and they're trying to kill him. Yeah, that's it. So if he if he gets caught being alone, like they can't kill him if he's around anybody else at all within striking distance of somebody else. Yes. And this is, this is a, uh, a dark web TV series. And, um, I just kind of thought it was going to be better. Well, the, the more the movie like went for on, instance, 
they didn't know like he didn't know i think he only got attacked once or twice by people trying to kill him mm-hmm. um as opposed to it happening a lot or frequently in the movie based on what it was called yeah i kept waiting so all throughout the movie you keep seeing scenes like where he's laying in bed at night and he wakes up out of the blue and that one guy who i love him as an actor is standing the there producer, over the bed. yes yeah yes. and he's like he's like we're all on your side and like all these ninja people come out of nowhere yeah. and they're just like yeah we got your back and then they disappear i kept imagining that all of this was literally in his head like everybody kept saying yes. you know you're you're going crazy you're you know you haven't been well for a while and i kept wanting it to be like a, a testament to mental health or you know something where it turned out that he really was crazy and you know these people were trying to support him as best they could but it was literally that these people were all trying to kill him and yeah, it's a game, and instead he really was telling the truth. Yep. Which I'm not. I don't want to give away the ending because I think it's it's a fun hour and a half watch. Yes. Yeah. But but everything is face value. Like there is no twists. I would say. Um, well, I mean, maybe one micro twist without giving it away. Without yeah. giving it away, um, involving one of the characters. Yes. Yeah. But otherwise, exactly you're, you're right. About. Yeah, everything is pretty much face value. Yeah. So don't go into it expecting a big mystery or like trying to see underlying currents or, you know, maybe there's something yeah. more. here. There really isn't. Um, no, nah, there really is not. But you get some great dialogue. You get some great jokes. Um, I love in the beginning when Andy Samberg says to him, you know, would you like an opportunity to, uh, you know, basically – uh, meet up with some people and do something dangerous and blah blah blah. And he's like, "Yeah, sure, fuck it." And Andy Samberg's like, "Why would you what, say what, that? Really? Why? Yeah, exactly. Why would you <laughs> want to do that? Or like, you know what I mean? Like, so like you're gonna be hunted and da 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 da. Okay, let's play the game. Why? Yeah, like I'm forced to be here, but why are you? Why do you want to do that? Yeah, yeah. And, I did enjoy that thoroughly. Yeah, and Jake Johnson always has good one-liners. He's really good at delivering them. He yes. was great in New Girl. He was great in. Uh, the into the spider verse like he, he's always fun with that kind of stuff so i enjoy he, that he wrote and directed this yes his directorial debut i believe yeah and and he did a great job with it i enjoyed it thoroughly this is one i would probably watch again because i'd want to see what's going on in the background that i maybe didn't notice the first time yes yeah i could yeah. see that so what's other movies you watched did i lose you uh, you might have. What's other movies you watched? Okay. There we go. Um, so I watched three others. Uh, one of them was a rerun for me, but we were we flicked on the TV the other night. Julie goes, oh, John Wick 3 is right there. Why don't we watch it? So we watched John Wick 3. And um, there is some great stuff in John Wick 3. Um, I really liked The Adjudicator. I really liked how through the whole thing she was just straight up nonplussed like straight demeanor nothing bothered her everything was matter of fact um she never yelled screamed she never got upset she was just like this is how it's going to happen you know um you will pay your penance by having your hand stabbed uh you gave john wick seven bullets so you will receive seven cuts uh i had forgotten that that the uh 
big bad ninja boy was uh, Mark Dacascos. <laughs> it's always funny to see him and stuff. Like thinking back yeah. on, I was trying to explain to Julia his entire history. You know, from uh, friggin' Capoeira fighting to uh, being on Iron Chef as the chairman. Like yep. he, he's just done a gamut of stuff. So. Uh, there was a lot in this movie that stretched the imagination. <laughs> when when we had first have you talked, seen part four yet? I can't remember. No, no, I have not. Um, and I know you have a lot of issues with part four. Um, kind of I, have a lot of issues with parts two, three, and four. Quite frankly, at this point, <laughs> I told Julia early on when we first when I was like, I want you to watch the John Wick movies, and you know, I kind of gave her a, a synopsis, you know, a brief type thing, and I was like it's the only movie series where you will see a man murdered with a book and you get to see that right in the beginning of part three. And like he's fighting him with the book and then when he jams it into his mouth and slams it like, Oh bam, Oh bam. And then throws the guy's head down. She was like, Oh my God. I said, I promised you, you would see somebody murdered by a book and you have seen somebody murdered by a book. And then I told her that I would love to see a spliced video. If it was still, you know, you see those clips sometimes where it's like a clip of one thing and then a clip of another thing. I would love to see that scene right there played out, watch the guy get murdered and then flip right over to David Tennant's doctor in the library saying, ah, books, the greatest weapon in the universe. <laughs> I think that would be a beautiful, uh, I think that'd be, I think that'd be pretty great. Yeah. Um, but there was a lot in this one that just really defied logic. The whole traveling through the desert, in his three-piece suit, never took off any of his clothes. Um, so for me, the first movie is just phenomenal, fantastic. Yes. But then with each passing movie, it becomes more and more comic book-like. Not comic book, sorry, video game-like. Yeah, I was going to say. Because comic it just books becomes at least more, have some... More like, like, like a video game of constant insurmountable odds. Mm-hmm. And a character who just can't die. You know, at yep. the end of the third one, when Ian McShane shoots him and he falls off the, the roof of the building and hits the fire escape, hits the dumpster and lands like a ragdoll. I remember being in the theater and looking at you and being like, nope, nope, he's dead. There is no way he yeah, lives. Yeah, no, he's, he's real dead. But nope, that's not what happens at all. Nope, not at all. Yeah, nope, that's not what happened at all. Yeah. So... Yeah, um, right now, I could, if I had stars, I could watch John Wick Part 4, or if I rented it. So, it's one of those that, like, I'll either wait for it to come out somewhere free, or, you know, I'll break down and rent it. But I'm not in any rush. It's not like I'm dying to see this fourth one. I am excited about Ballerina when it comes out, but we still haven't seen even a trailer for that. I almost sent you one. Well, I sent you one, and then I deleted it because I was watching it and I'm like, something seems off about this. It doesn't seem right. And then I saw in the caption, it said, here's our rendition of what a trailer could be. And I'm like, delete. No. Okay. That's what you sent me and then undeleted or yeah. undeleted, then deleted. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I, I hate cause even like new sites are, are friggin' posting like these, uh, fan concept trailers now. Or posters. I, I saw a headline that was like, um, what was it? It was like a Doctor Doom takes place of Kang the Conqueror in 
fan created poster for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm like, D- don't fucking. That's a shit headline right there. Yeah. Yeah, I hate falling for fan concept. Check out our fan concept trailer for this upcoming. Oh, fuck you. Like, yeah. yeah. Yes, you're creative, but it's too. No, some people think this is what this is legit. Right. Uh, the next movie that I watched was it was one from a little while ago and I had never watched it. One of my buddies, my buddy John was actually like, hey, have you check this out. That's on Netflix. Uh, or maybe it was Hulu. I can't remember, but it's called Love and Monsters. You ever seen this one? I've heard of it, but I've not watched it. I think I was I think I was gonna start it a couple times but didn't pull the trigger. <laughs> this movie was way better than I expected. Like I got done with this and I was genuinely happy. Like I really enjoyed the hell out of this movie. It it was I, I'm giving it a sell. I'm giving it a hard sell. Like this was a pleasure to watch. The the concept they explain right in the very beginning is that there was an asteroid headed towards earth. Um, the governments of the world got together. They fired off missiles at it to destroy it and they destroyed it. Yay. But then the fallout from the missiles caused all like bug life to mutate and grow super big. So worms, leeches, snails, <laughs> spiders, um, it says it causing cold-blooded animals to mutate into large monsters. That's what it was, cold-blooded. Um, okay. So people got screwed, and they started heading to fallout shelters and bunkers and stuff like that. And uh, they've been living there for like seven years, those who have survived. And people have died. You know, People have tried to adapt. But basically, the surface is the domain of the cold-blooded creatures now. And uh, this kid... he's a loser. Like he doesn't have any marketable skills. He's not very good. His best thing in his bunker is that he makes minestrone and that's it. And everybody else in his bunker is paired up. Like you find out all this in the first five minutes, like everybody else in his bunker is paired up. There's nobody for him. He had a girlfriend before. So now he wants to do more with his life that he has. And dude, this is a, this was a great movie. Like this was truly fun to watch. I really enjoyed it. The characters were great. Um, fell apart a little bit in the third act. Um, yeah, it, it got a little too weird, crazy. Um, they they just they should have gone in a different direction. I really wish that they had gone in a different direction than what they did, but they resolved it well afterwards. Just there was a detour that I didn't like, um, but. Honestly, if you've been meaning to pull the trigger on this, pull the trigger on this. Love and Monsters, I, I give it a thumbs okay. up. All right. Uh, and then the last one, weird thing this weekend, uh, Saturday into Sunday, both Julie and I woke up at like three in the morning, out of the blue and like wide awake, just like, boom, we're awake, three o'clock in the morning. We're like, what do we do? And she's like, let's just put something on TV. So we were like flicking through and we're like, uh, not this, not this. We settled on Hulu. Um, there's a movie that came out a little while ago, just a couple months ago, uh, called Quiz Lady. It's got Aquafina. Yeah, yes, yes. I heard about this. Yep. Um, basically, it's Aquafina plays a girl who, since she was four years old, has religiously watched this show that's Jeopardy. It's called Can't Stop the Quiz, but it's Jeopardy. Yeah, uh, right. Bill Farrell is the host, and um, she is really good at it because she's watched it so much. And they... Uh, her sister's like, you should go on there to make some money. I'm not going to give away the rest of it. Uh, this was fucking great. 
this was another one that like was better than I ever expected it to be. It was funny. It was fun. Um, it, it had a great story. It was, it's a story that you've seen before, but it had so many good twists to it. Uh, and also like at the end, they do one of those wrap ups where they, they put the text on the screen, you know, so-and-so did this and this happened and so-and-so and blah, blah. I like those. And it just gets progressively funnier. Like the different things that they're saying. Definitely. This is another one that I give a hard sell, like quiz lady on Hulu. It's fun as fuck. Like this was a great okay. movie. So that's yeah. one I've looked at, but I haven't, I don't know anyone that's watched it. So I haven't yeah, pulled the trigger on it. Both, both actresses, Aquafina and Sandra. Oh, were excellent as the characters that they played. Um, yeah. Highly recommend. Okay, cool. So I think that just leaves us with news and trailers. I think so. <laughs> uh, I think if I'm so I'm, correctly. real quick, my news, I want to share real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Today, uh, January 22nd, 1994, 30 years ago today, uh, Clerks had its premiere at Sundance. Wow. So Clerks is 30 years old. Wow. Amazing. Isn't that wild? That is. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Wow. Love it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we got to go all the way back. I think to like uh, it's January 9th because I see on January yeah. 8th you saying ready when you are. And then, yes, January 8th was the last time we recorded. And then we got January 9th. And I, it's, there's a lot here to talk about. So we should uh-huh. just jump right in. You sent me the trailer for Departing Seniors. Um, did I? It definitely, I'm trying to find it. Oh, that's sure. I'm back to January 5th all of a sudden. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, departing seniors. Yeah, it looks good to me. Yeah, it, it it went in a direction that I wasn't expecting. I didn't realize that it was going to be like a solve the mystery, and then it's almost like as soon as he can solve the mystery, like they all go full ham on trying to kill him. Um. I don't know. It looks good. I was surprised by how good it looked. Yeah, it's a horror comedy. Uh, following an act of bullying, witty high school senior Javier develops a psychic abilities, which he must use to stop a murderous serial killer from targeting his classmates. And I'm like, oh, this is kind of like uh, Dead Zone. And then like his classmates like, <laughs> haven't you seen Dead Zone? <laughs> yep. So you got the Dead Zone. So I love how they just say, hey, this is where we got this idea from. Yeah. Wear it right on their sleeve. I did not read your um, Daniel Harris teases big surprise for Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead reunion sequel. Yeah, all it was was that some of these stars have been in talks about it. That's it. Yeah, that's not. I'm. I was a yeah. big fan of the movie when it came out. Um, I don't know how they do it nowadays, especially with Christina Applegate. Like. They were impressed that she showed up, I think, at the Emmys, was it? Yeah, she got a standing ovation, and she made a joke about, like, that's right, keep cheering, make the cripple stand longer. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I don't know that they could do that, unless they were going to be like, you know, she is the mom now who's going away, and the kids are being babysat by somebody else. I don't know. 
when I see Danielle Harris is talking about stuff, I'm like, that's cool. I like her. And yeah. I really like that movie, but I'm not putting a lot. Of, it, this is not something that I'm like, yeah. No, no, I'm not. Yeah, no, I'm good. Mother's Instinct. Uh, don't know that I'll watch this one, but looks interesting. Intense. Yeah, basically in the trailer, uh, Anne Hathaway and Jessica Chastain, they're both moms. Uh, Anne Hathaway's son dies from an accident, and Jessica Chastain, Chastain's character tried to stop it, but didn't get there in time before he fell off like the second floor balcony and died. And basically, Anne Hathaway's character blames her from the looks of things in the trailer and is kind of a little obsessed with her son, the other son. And, and yeah, mm. so it looks like looks like yeah. you she blames her from her son's death so her son's gonna take it yeah it's a lot of blame and you're a bad mother and yeah 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 let me be creepy towards your son uh you sent the trailer to one day i'm okay i don't it didn't do anything for me i watched no. the trailer i just thought it was okay it's another one of these based on a best-selling novel Romance story plays out over 20 years. Eh. Don't need to see it. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, yeah. plays out over 20 years. That's exactly what it is. So, uh, Caitlin Deaver is going to be Abby on, on the last of us season two. And it was I don't interesting know who Abby they, is. Yeah. They, they fired off like three different characters that they had Dina, Abby and uh, Lucas, I believe they were like, Hey, we found the actors for these characters. And I'm like, okay, so people who played the video games care. People who haven't played the video games are like, I don't care, but you're always going to win with Caitlin Deaver. is how I look at it. Well, that's the thing is I like her as an actress. So if she's in it, I'm going to watch it anyways. Hell yeah. And you were going to watch it anyway because it's, but it's not coming out till 2025. Like a lot of stuff that. Yeah, we got. For. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, John Favreau is going to direct the new Star Wars movie, Mandolin and Gro- uh, Grogu. Okay. Well, I don't know if this is replacing season four or if this is like wrapping everything up and they're going to say this is done. But yeah, he's he's going to be directing the movie, and that's great because he's done great with the series. So, cool. Uh, you sent the trailer to Sexy Beast. Um, that's a pass for me. Really? That's a pass for you? That That's not yeah. your kind of thing? Nope. Not at all. Hmm. Fa- let's see. It's, uh, with their reputation growing across London, thieves Gallon's Don are recruited by a renowned criminal boss, Teddy Bass, for a high-stakes job, but as they continue to rise in the criminal world, they find their lives changed forever. Isn't that one of the Baldwins is in there? Or is it just some sleazeball who looks like a Baldwin? It it struck me as one of those. I couldn't tell if it was old timey or modern. It just looks like a Baldwin. I'm gonna I'm gonna say. Okay. So no, I didn't. I didn't do anything for me. What about the next one though? I felt like that would be something up your alley. The Greatest Night in Pop, the yeah. the documentary of the recording of We Are the World. Yeah, where they only had one night to get everybody together. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe. I know you like a good documentary. I do like a good documentary, but I'd have to be in the right mood for that. Ahsoka season two is officially in the works at Disney Plus. I didn't know it wasn't. I didn't either. (laughs) I was like, okay, great. I expected it to be. But I guess these days you can't expect anything to. Yep. 
Uh, you shared the trailer for Here for the Blood, and I'm here for this movie. I thought you would be. I mean, it looks really dumb. It's called Here for Blood. It's about a professional wrestler who is going to babysit um, some kids. When his girl Phoebe is swamped with college exams, Tom O'Bannon, a pro-rowdy pro wrestler, struggling to make ends meet, agrees to fill in as a last-minute replacement for her well-paying babysitting job. Tom arrives in an isolated family home where he meets a precocious 10-year-old Grace. And what starts off as a quiet night of pizza and video games quickly spirals. Hold on, I had to click read more. Into bloody violent chaos as Tom and Grace find themselves fighting for their lives when an otherworldly cult of masked intruders descend <laughs> on the home. Yeah, I'm I am 100% here for this. I thought it you would be. Foolishly good. Like ridiculously good. Yeah. No, it looks good to me. So I'm absolutely, uh, I'm absolutely here for it. Then we have the three-body problem. This is one of those I'm that the longer the trailer went on, the more weird it looked. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what this one was about. A uh, young woman's fateful decision in 1960s China reverberates across space and time to a group of brilliant yeah. scientists in the present day. As the laws of nature unravel before their eyes, five former colleagues reunite to confront the greatest threat in humanity's history. Yeah, that actually explained more than the actual trailer did. Well, the trailer starts off seeming like it's just a 1960s, you know, thriller yeah. type. But then the longer it goes on, it almost reminded me of um, everything everywhere all at once. Yep, same here. It's a TV series. It's got eight episodes. March 21st, it's getting dropped. I'm interested in it. The more I saw of the trail, the more I was interested in it. Let's see here. Honest trailers for (laughs) Rebel Moon. That was absolutely spot on amazing. It was great that we had just done our recap of it and then watching it, you know, the same kind of stuff. Slow-mo. Even slow-mo that's in (laughs) slow-mo. Oh, I didn't notice that until then. I was like, oh, my God, there is slow-mo in slow-mo. <laughs> oh, I, I think I just sent you, like, so fucking accurate. Uh-huh. Um, what was the TikTok? I can't I see it now. I don't remember. Oh, well, moving on. I'm sure it was nothing. Marvel Studios adds Defenders verse to the official MCU timeline. I thought they'd done that already. All I, all I got from this is that Disney added it to the timeline on Disney+. Plus. No, so what had happened was... Uh, Originally, they took all of that stuff and said, nope, that doesn't exist as part of the MCU. It's just going to be like side stories, kind of like DC is done with a lot of their stuff. And oh, now okay. they've officially added it back in as they're slowly oh. parts of it back in. Like they brought Matt Murdock back and then they brought Kingpin back. Now we've got a story that will be coming up later where they're actually bringing back uh, Foggy and Karen. So, you know, we're... Mm reinstating yep. all of these people and saying, no, that was actually part of the MCU and we'll add it to the timeline and we will no longer say that it's like off in the distance. Um, um, so I misread this. Um, I didn't read the article cause I read how raise a reboot director to make new remake. I'm like, what? And you missed the last three words. The blob. I missed the part about the blob. Because yeah. I was like, didn't they just another reboot? Didn't they just reboot this? And I thought it was Hellraiser. I didn't realize it was the blob. So, yeah. Um, Drugstore June. Ah, this annoyed me. 
<laughs> I knew that it would annoy you. It's funny. Some of these I predict. I'm like, yeah, th- yeah. he's going to hate this. Yeah. Esther has a very particular style of comedy. And um, I know that it does not jive well with you, that particular style. So I knew that you wouldn't like this. I don't know that I'm actually going to watch it. I like her normally, but this just seems a little too clueless, a little too over the top. After the pharmacy in her small town is robbed, a girl who still lives at home with her parents takes matters in her own hand to solve the crime, while at the same time trying to get over her ex-boyfriend and become more adult. Yeah. <laughs> Air Force One down. This didn't look good either. No, no, this looked terrible. And this was a, I saw it, so you got to see it. Them's the rules. Yeah, I, I thought that was a them's the rules. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, it's, um. at first I didn't know if it was um, connected to uh, one of those other down ones, White House down. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, I don't think it is. No, I don't think it is either. I, I, yeah. And the trailer didn't make didn't do anything to make me want to watch it. There's no Gerard Butler, and their top billed person is Catherine McNambra. Yeah. Uh, you sent me the trailer to Back to Black. And Andy before, Winehouse story. Yeah, that looks pretty good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And before that, Love, Love Stalker Killer. So I had actually heard this entire story. I was on TikTok one night and I heard this entire story. So I don't need to watch the whole thing. But it's really twisted and really interesting. It's it's a love triangle gone really fucking weird. Sounds it. But it's based on a real story. So if you like true crime stuff and you want to see something go off the rails fast, actually slow. It it kind of took a while. But yeah. Yeah. And then probably your favorite trailer of this batch. Oh, Resident Evil Resident Alien Season Three. Yeah. Yeah, that looked absolutely friggin' amazing. I cannot wait for this to come back. I am although, super, super pumped for that to come back. Although I'm not sure how I can watch it because it's on sci-fi. Is this one that comes out on either Paramount or no, it'll be on Peacock. Mm. Yeah. It did say it's on, it did say it's going to be on Peacock. Good, good, good. Uh, You sent a link to a sequel 28 years later. Yeah. I I had forgotten that they had had those. We had 28 weeks and 28 days and now we're going to get 28 years. Yeah. I don't know why they wouldn't have just gone with months, but I guess they wanted to. That seems like the natural progression, but whatever. What do I know? But, you know, three decades later, here we go. Let's see here. You sent me the trailer to Lola, Mm -hmm. which is a, uh, I don't know. Lola James works to save enough money to get her little brother Arlo out of their toxic home. Arlo keeps her hopeful until one tragic night when her whole world gets uprooted. From that moment on, nothing will be the same. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't necessarily need to see this one. It looks. It looks like it'll probably get some awards here and there, but. Yeah. Yeah, I don't need to see this one at all. Uh, popular theory. I feel like this is a retelling of existing stories. Um, 
the almost like the nutty professor kind of thing. Basically, this kid does a science fair experiment where she discovers a chemical that will make you popular. Um, yeah, like a pheromone kind of thing, and the uh, the chaos that ensues from that. Uh, there was a movie called Love Potion Number Nine that they yep. nerds created that if you put the the love potion on you, the person would fall in love with you. Yep. Yep, and I think that one was uh, remade many times as well. Uh, you sent me a trailer to Abigail, and this looks fantastic. This does look fantastic. I mean, they give away a lot in the trailer. It's a little girl. She's being kidnapped and held for ransom. There's one kidnapper that's like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm going to be really nice to you. And Abigail is just like, I wish they would have picked a different name because of the doll movie. Mm, that's true, yeah. But But the little girl is just like, I'm sorry for what's going to happen to you and everybody tonight because mm-hmm. she's a vampire and she's going to hunt and kill them all. Uh, she is a vampire who is well aware of her powers, her strengths. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That looks yeah. fantastic. I, I, I very cannot wait to that. see that. Yeah. Yep. I, I uh, stopped watching the Masters of the Universe animated series from Kevin Smith, but this is yeah. the uh, next chapters in it. This is the yeah. Uh, the trailer looks good. Yep. We get to see Hordak. We get to see the Horde, um, and they're not quite as goofy, stupid. The concept is, you know, the king is dead. The king of Eternity is dead. Now, are you going to rule in his place as Adam, or are you going to rule in his place as He Man? Like, which is it going to be? And, uh, yeah, I I still fairly well dug the series when they were on, and I'll probably check this one out when it comes out. What I will... Um, yeah, I, I, will, I will probably check it out myself, quite frankly. But what's, what are you not going to watch? Uh, I will not be watching the R-rated Snyder Cut that hits Netflix this summer and will be three hours long. Uh, Rebel Moon was terrible. It does not need an R-rated version. It does not need to be three hours long. Uh, I can only imagine what the R-rated version is because we already got so many instances of violence, assault, sexual assault, uh, attempted rape. And uh, I can't even imagine what he's going to do that, you know, had to be cut out so that it couldn't be. Well, yeah, on. exactly. Where he snuck into a PG-13 movie is pretty significant. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I can't imagine. I what... mean, that movie was definitely borderline rated R yeah, as it was. I thought so. Uh, trailer to the Peacock original Bosco. I, I, I'm, no. 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 I don't need to see this one. I was excited because I saw that it was a Peacock original, and then I said, yeah. no. Yeah. No, don't need to do it. No, uh, The No Way Up trailer, uh, plane crashes into the water and sharks go after people trapped on the plane in an air pocket. So I saw something, whether it was a tagline or what, but they were like, you won't believe the twist in this. The twist in this is unbelievable. And then I see that, just like you said, the plane crashes in the ocean. People are trapped in the yep. air pocket, and now sharks are attacking. Yeah, I is that the twist? The care. sharks? I think so. And you know what? I couldn't care less. Couldn't care yeah. less. So, yeah, I will not be watching this movie. Um, I sent you the news that Fruit Stripe Gum has been discontinued. 
flavor finally ran out. So, um, we got a trailer for players. Uh, no, this just looks annoying. Oh, it's a hard yes for me. I love all of these actors. So this is a hard yes for me. Hard no for you, though. Yeah, I don't care for the play a dating lifestyle of like, <laughs> I just don't care for it. None of it just appeals to me. Um, I don't I don't care about it. That's because you're happy to watch the Little House on the Prairie channel. It's not True. your lifestyle. It's very um, much. Top Gun 3 is reportedly in the works. I haven't watched part two yet. I was surprised by that. I thought that you were going to go to the theaters to see that. Nope. No, I am not a huge Top Gun fan. I probably haven't watched that movie in 35 years or better. God, I could have sworn that you were all excited about going to see that in the theaters. Nope. I remember fighting with somebody about that. Like, they were all excited that they were going to go see it. And I was like, why? The first one wasn't that good. Yeah, no, I had no, no, no. Interesting. Who was that? I'm going to have to figure that out now. We got the article on Daredevil Born Again, reportedly bringing back Deborah Ann Wool and, and Elston Henson. So Elden Henson. So that's good. Now, I had heard a rumor about this, that originally they were trying to um, they were basically trying to have uh, Matt Murdock and Jennifer She-Hulk. Um Yeah have a relationship and that's why they weren't bringing back foggy and and uh what's mm-hmm. her name there uh yeah but now that it looks like she hulk's not getting a second season so they're not going to continue on that storyline they were like well let's bring these guys back i think it was just that they made that whole decision to reincorporate everything yeah. that netflix has done and they were like why not bring yes. them back in so yeah. i think that's much yeah. more likely um, CJ Graham, who played uh, Jason Voorhees in Fire 13 Part 6, my favorite version in the franchise, one of my favorite Jasons, he is making an appearance at the uh, main toy and comic con in Portland in April. And he does photo ops in his Friday 13 Part 6 costume that he kept. I thought it was Bangor. Um, it's, it's, well, no, it's Bangor Toy and Comic Con, but it's not that. It's the main Toy and Comic Con. It was in Bangor, but they're in Portland now. Like they did one in Portland earlier this year, last year, or, or yeah, they did one in Portland and Bangor last year. Gotcha. But it's in Portland. Okay. Um, I don't, I like, they have a bunch of other cool guests that are going to be there, but this is, this is the selling point for me. I want to meet CJ Graham. I want to get my Friday the 13th part six signed. I want to get my picture made with my favorite Jason Voorhees. So, I'm very excited about this. Yeah, you are. Yeah. That's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. It was probably the best in the series. It really is. I have a special place in my heart now for um, part one because we went and toured the camp. Did you? Uh, Johnny Johnny and I did in October. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I've told you about that. Uh, so yes. because, yeah. So because of that, like part one really does hold a very special place mm. for me now. But as far as the ones that actually have Jason Voorhees, so two through 11 or 10, uh, 11 technically with the remake. Um, and, and minus five. Yeah. Right. But uh, part six is, is definitely my favorite. So, and I, and I know that technically, you know, part five had a Jason Voorhees, but it was not Jason Voorhees. It was right the dude dressed up like Jason Voorhees. So. Yeah. But part five is still good. I like yeah. it. 
Yeah, I'm not going to yeah. say that it's not. Uh, the Gentleman, a new series from Guy Ritchie. You know, I watched the trailer and I went, I don't know what this is about, but I'm going to watch it anyways. Yeah, it's Guy Ritchie. Uh, it looks classy. At first, again, I thought this was an old one taking place in like the 1920s or 1930s. And nope, it's modern. Uh, yeah. A peek at the British aristocracy from the dark side type thing. <clears throat> it looks good. Yeah. Eddie Halstead inherits a large estate from his father, unaware its front Pearson's drug empire with no crime experience. He must take over operations or lose the estate. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Uh, full trailer to Spaceman with Adam Sandler. I still have no interest in watching this. I got a lot more interested after I watched it. Um, the The spider is odd. So he basically has this alien spider that's talking to him, allegedly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But essentially, it's he is isolated. He's lonely. Uh, we watched that. Was it Black Mirror? We watched the one with the um, the two spacemen who were up there, and they could come down to their avatars. Black Mirror, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, watching the one of them who was going crazy because his avatar was killed and he couldn't come back down. He couldn't be around other people. Um, it, it's along those lines. Like he can't get back to his wife, his his family. Um, he's slowly going crazy. And basically the spider is like, I want to help you with that. And he goes through his memories with him and helps him relive and um, sad moments, good moments. Uh, it looks very interesting to me. So, okay. Uh, that's the She-Hulk news. All right. So I sent you two very vague trailers. Uh, yeah. Um, what the fuck? So these are two trailers they've released about a new movie from A24, and they're being super, super vague about what the movie is and what the movie's about. Yep. Uh, and that's kind of it. So, yeah, I didn't know if you were sending me like uh, home movie footage or something or or like. Yeah, no, they're they're trailers. They're just it's just very vague. Yeah. OK. Uh, I sent you the story about how John Wick's director has a deal now. He's got creative oversight over all spinoffs and the Highlander franchise. So he's really expanding his reach. So I think that basically the um, the Continental didn't do well. And so yep. now he struck a deal and he's like, look, everything that falls under John Wick, I get control of. Uh, and since he's doing the Highlander reboot, everything in that universe also. So TV series, anything that comes out of that um, could be good, could be bad. Like we were saying earlier, you know, the... The first movie was great. They've kind of gone wonky since then. So I don't know. Well, like, right. So for the John Wick side of things, I've enjoyed the um, the story building of the universe, the continental, how that works. Like, that's all very interesting to me. But the actual John Wick movie, like, becoming very video game-ish. Yeah. Like the unsurmountable video game things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thing you have to do. Uh, talk about vague trailer day. I sent you the trailer to Crazy House, which I'm <laughs> still not sure what it's about. I'm not either. Um, but it looks uh, interesting to me. Mm-hmm. 
Apparently, it stars Alicia Silverstone and Nick Frost. It's set in the 1990 Crazy House Falls of religious homemaker Bernie and his sitcom family. When the Russian workers in Bernie's house turn out to be wanted criminals, Bernie is, has to man up and save his imprisoned family mm-hmm. um, while slowly going crazy. But I don't. Yeah, it's it looks it looks weird. Yes. Yes, it does. Uh, upgraded. I know. Pass. Basically, a girl's trying to trying to do better at her job and trying to have a better life, and she gets upgraded to first class. And as a result, this guy mistakes her for the boss instead of her being just the intern. And uh, so she kind of rolls with it and is like, "Oh yeah, I'm the boss. I'm this super powerful woman." And you know, yeah, Sue. It's annoying. She starts out lying about who she is. Mm-hmm. You know, that's going to blow up in her face. He's going to leave her because of it. But then he's going to she's going to go and apologize. And then they're going to get back together. It's very formulaic and it just doesn't do anything for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Twin galaxies. Oh, yeah, that's that. We don't need to talk about that. <laughs> Uh, Chuck E. Cheese television series based on the restaurant chain. I sent you that because I figured Wesley would probably like it. You said he really liked the restaurant chain. He's a fan of the Chuck E. Cheese animatronics, which they've taken out of all the restaurants, except for one in California. So. Yeah. It's going to be better than five nights a reality series based on the chain. He liked it, and that's all that matters. Nice. Like it was a very positive viewing experience for me and him together. Uh, Suncoast. I thought this was going to be about uh, the like an Empire Records type movie. Oh, Suncoast movies. Music. <laughs> nice. Yeah. No, it is not that. No. No, it's kind of a dark. Uh, Basically, there's a teenage girl who's taking care of her brother who is essentially in a vegetative state. Um, or yeah. As she says, you know, he's going to die soon. And her mother's a little bit twacked from this. Uh, she's trying to take care of both of them. Ends up um, trying to have a life because all she's ever done is take care of them. But then she also meets Woody Harrelson who lost his wife. And he's like giving her the sage advice of, you know, once your brother's dead... You'll never get him back. Enjoy the time with him while you can. She tries to party. and It's um, from debut feature film writer, director Laura Chin is a semi-autobiographical coming-of-age story about a young woman dealing with her brother's serious illness. Yeah. It doesn't look bad. It just wasn't what I expected. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Burt's Bees of Maine and and Cannon Valley Ranch are teaming up to make lip balms. You don't want to taste ranch at times. Gross. Lip health is important, Mike, especially this time of year when the air is so dry. <laughs> Schmigadoom was canceled, so we're not getting. Apparently, the third season's already been written, but it probably will never see the light of day now. Yeah. Eh, we got two fun seasons. Uh, Saw's doing a 20th anniversary 10 film collection. I don't need to buy that. I already have all the movies. Like, this would just be stupid to buy another set to get rid of what I have just so I have one collection set. I know you like a nice collection, though, so I figured I'd share it with you. I get it. I get it. The Has Been Hotel. 
You you hate this, don't you? I forgot to talk about this. We actually watched all four episodes that are on Amazon right now. Oh yeah, how would you rate them? Uh, I would rate them highly. You would hate them. You would never watch this show. You would not like this show. It would yeah. it would check all of your I don't like this boxes. Um, so I'm not going to recommend it to you. To everybody else, absolutely. Um, the the premise is that Lucifer's daughter uh, is building a hotel in heaven uh, in hell. the The premise is beyond that that every year the angels come down from heaven and slaughter the demons in hell because there are too many demons in hell. Too many people go to hell because people are awful. So there's an overpopulation thing. The angels don't want them to rise up and revolt. So every year they come down and do a culling and kill off a ton of demons, then go back up to heaven and say, ha, we win. Um, So there's never a a huge overpopulation. So Lucifer's daughter is like, I know what'll help. How about if I create a hotel to rehabilitate souls and help them get into heaven and it's twisted it's weird uh but it has a lot of themes of like redemption or um yep uh friendship uh abusive relationships uh drug use uh addiction i enjoyed it quite a bit uh the first episode was rough but everything beyond that was quite enjoyable. So, yeah, I liked it. I don't think you would like it. Okay, you're probably right. Uh, Deadpool 3 trailers getting released on the Super Bowl, February 11th. No surprise. Um, I want to go see this in theaters in July anyway. So yes, yes. Yep. I, I was very shocked about this next news article that you shared. I was too, and it's been popping up all over the place for me. Yeah. Basically, the actress who plays Ruby Sunday is being written off the show after the first series, which has already been shot, comes out in, what did we say, May? May Um, of this year, yep. Yeah, eight episodes. uh, But after that, she's off. She's done. There's no talk about why she's off the show, whether it was her choice, whether she was fired. Um, There's there's nothing. It's like radio silence. Uh, But they've already named the replacement actress who will be the next companion. Um, It's not unheard of for a companion to only last one season. You know, Martha Jones, Donna Noble, like they each only got one season. Uh, Bill Potts only got one season. So it's not unheard of, but it just seems that I guess it's jarring because we're watching it real time and they're like, oh, yeah, she's gone. Like, she's filmed all of her stuff, and she's gone. She won't be in the next Christmas episode. And, uh, yeah. Uh, You sent me the trailer for Constellation. An Apple TV Plus, which I know you don't have currently. Yeah. This looks twisted. Um, Basically, it's, it's... Another take on the, I'm an astronaut, I go to space, I come back down from like a crash or, you know, something went wrong. And when I came back down, everything is off. It's parallel realities. You know, her daughter looks one way one time, one way another time. I don't remember that, Mom. That wasn't me on that recording. That was somebody else. Uh, She's going crazy. I think it looks cool. I think it looks cool, too. Um, Seize them. 
Uh, this looks cool. It looks funny. Yep. I like uh, Amy Lou Wood. I loved her in uh, Sex Education. Yep. Uh, she Nick. plays like the queen. Yep. And before they can overthrow her, her and like her handmaid or whoever <coughs> run away. And it's just basically her going across the countryside trying to find help. And I'm assuming you're trying to get her thrown back. And Yep. Nick Frost is one of the people that she finds. He's a peasant. Yep. Um, and yeah, basically everybody hates her as the queen. Like th- this was not like, Oh, somebody tried to take the throne and, and the people right. are going to rise up against them. They hated her as queen. So yeah, no, they were not, they were not fans at all. Um, Ripley. Is this like the talented Mr. Ripley? This is the talented Mr. Ripley. Yeah, but that looks a, pretty solid. A way better version, because A, it has Andrew yeah. Scott, you know, the priest from yeah. Fleabag slash uh, Moriarty from Sherlock. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it just looks pretty badass. It's all filmed in black and white. It's the classic take on the story. Uh, yeah. I yeah, it looks that. really good. Hitman looks odd. Um, yeah. This does look odd. I, I will check it out, but it says it's, it's inspired by an unbelievable true story. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Um, uh, a professor moonlighting as a hitman sorts for his of sorts for his city police department descends into dangerous, dubious territory when he finds himself attracted to a woman who enlists his service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's Richard Linklater. He hasn't done anything in a while, so that's impressive. Yeah, no, he hasn't. He has not. I'll watch that. Uh, Invincible comes back uh, March 14th with the second half. Of the ah, can't nice. Wait for that. Uh, Razzie we, we Awards. <laughs> Those are always fun to look at. They always come out right before the Oscars. Um, you know, there, there's some big names on there this year. You know, Worst Picture, Expendables yep. 4, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Um, but yeah, some of these, some of these are not surprising. But some of them, I was a little bit shocked that they went like Dame Helen Mirren. Freaking Helen Mirren is up. For yeah, that doesn't seem accurate. <laughs> Shazam: Fury of the Gods. I mean, I know it was a dog of a movie, but holy crap, the balls on you to put Dame Helen Mirren up for a Razzie. Yikes. Yeah, that seems wrong. Sylvester Stallone is up for worst supporting actor in the fourth Expendables movie. Not even worst actor, worst supporting actor. Ouch. Yeah, so that's always a fun time. And uh, the last little bit is that the Marvels is going to be on Disney Plus February 7th. And you said... And I will watch it finally. Yeah, you said, I'm excited to watch that. And my first thought was, how about watch Spider-Man first? I do need to watch that. But it's not in the continuity. What? It's It's the second movie in the Spider-Verse. Yeah, but it's not part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe storyline. It is, though. I'll watch it. I, you're very wrong, my friend. You are very wrong. 
In fact, I want to go watch it again. This will be like my third viewing of it, and I want to go watch it again. Go for it. You you need to watch this movie. This is literally one of the best movies that has come out in a long time. The first one was phenomenal. The second one is way better. And the third one comes out in June or July. May, I think. I got to get that done then. Yeah. Um, I don't have anything else. Do you? Nope. Okay. Well, I guess that's our show. Uh, I'm on Twitter or I'm on, I'm on social media as a superstar. Mel. I'm the quantum geek G three, three K. Thanks. Talk to you next week. Thank you.